Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host, Adam Cousins. Andy is still in Spain, although he did join my illustrious colleague Dave Robinson for the uh, SummerSlam review, but he's currently swinging some golf clubs in Spain. But like I said, never fear. This is Impact Wrestling Review, and I am joined by the R, other half of our trios, Mr. Dave Robinson. Morning, sir. Morning, mate. I hope he hasn't put it on expenses. <laughs> well, it'd be, if he does, it'll be, uh, it'll be his, his expenses. No, um, he can swing as many golf clubs as he wants, um, puts it on the expense on the account. Um, but anyway, impact wrestling time again, Dave. And another another good episode last week, yeah, really good, really good. So, uh, let's let's crack straight on. Um, so basically, uh, the, the impact wrestling starts last week with um, uh, Trinity coming out. Um, basically, she's how Chicago was important to her in Chicago, she goes how important it was because she debuted there. And she promised she would come back and knock out Shaman. She did. Uh, Diana Pizarro uh, come out, basically just hyping up the the match between uh, them two that is coming up. They've been interrupted at that point uh, by the the COVID, um, and they basically played them off each other. Gave them a tarot card reading through the cards. Uh, Pizarro, who wasn't dressed to compete, um, basically they had this little brawl star Santino come out. Bizarro wanted the tag match, even though she had no wrestling gear on. Um, and, and that match actually happened. Um, there was some a bit of indecision between Trinity and Pizarro during that match, which ended up costing them the match. Um, my only concern with with that, I mean, I thought it was a really solid opener. Loved how they started it with Trinity and Diona. Really good start. But the number one contender taking the fall, I'm not sure about. Yeah, yeah. As you say, it's... Um... A difficult one when you do anything like that. Um, and generally the the champion and challenger go over, but obviously the Coven are an established team. So this was to I suppose uh create a, a little bit more dissension between the champion and challenger and make the stakes a little bit more interesting for when they come to face each other coming up. I think is it emergency or is it before emergency? Yeah. 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 So that that should be an absolutely great match. Um, so just be interested in what happens in the coming weeks until we until we get there. Yeah, I mean, K- Killing King hit the uh, Exc- Excalibuster on Bizarro to pick up the win. So, yeah, I was just I was just a little bit, you know, obviously number one contenders being pinned. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose I'm skewed a little bit because I'm a Kylan King fan. So to <laughs> see her get pick up the win over the Diana yes. so yeah, that's a that's a big thing for Kylan as well. Um, so yeah, a little bit conflicted, but I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, back after that, they went backstage. Uh, the Rascals uh, were talking about their upcoming match with Bailey and John Grisham, which was quite interesting because Grisham had the interview a couple of weeks ago, so we didn't really know where he stands. But this this week he's teaming with with Speedball. Uh, Demore come up, find them two weeks uh, wages for interfering in the match last week. Uh, said that he would indefinitely suspend them if they do anything else. Um, that cut back then to Alicia and Eddie Edwards. Um, she said Alicia basically said that she'd ran Tracy Brooks out of impacts again. Um, that brought in Jodie Frett, which walked up and said she did nothing of the sort, and that Edwards and Frett would be having a match uh, in the near future. 
uh, is that a sort of Jody threat, uh, Alicia Edwards? Is that something that you'd be looking forward to seeing? Well, they've set that match up for next week, and mm. it's interesting to see how Kazarian still plays into this because I don't think he's finished with Eddie Edwards. I think there's uh, another match on the horizon for those two. So, yeah, I, I think perhaps if Tracy Brooks isn't capable of, of wrestling these days or in, in a proper match, then I suppose you've got Jody Threat to, to tag in for Tracy Brooks. So you could have that 2v2 uh, match still down the line. So, yeah, yeah it makes, makes sense to me. I think they're facing off next week on Impact, aren't they? Yes, yes, uh, or, or, or or in this case, tomorrow, as we yeah. called uh, this <laughs> yeah. week on a, on a Wednesday. Um, so, yes, they, they are uh, wrestling this week, I believe. Um, now, another thing, that, and this is not a, this is a, another thing that confused me about the impact. Not Alan Angel's left design. Yeah. We assumed at this point he had left and he was a face. It doesn't seem to be the case. No, he's quite of an arrogant kind of rock star gimmick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's not a particular fan favourite. Uh, and he was up against a man who definitely is in Heath. Yes. Um, really enjoyed this match. I thought they had real good chemistry together and it was a great match. Yeah, it was. It just threw me because, as again, when, when Alan Angels left design, you would automatically assume you, you, leave, a, you leave a heel faction you become a face, but he he's just going in a different direction as a heel, which is interesting. I don't think it's really been done much before, Dave, that I can remember. Not really, no. When as you say, when you leave the heel faction, it tends to be, you know, you've had a change of um, you know, a bit of a change in your personality or the way that you want to do things or a change of heart. Um, but he's kind of doubled down on the heel ta- tactics and certainly not too interested if the crowd cheer for him. Uh, whereas Heath. Obviously, man of the people, kind of coming out through the crowd. He was in the crowd at the end as yeah. well. So, yeah, very different dynamic. But I do like Heath's gimmick of mm. or, or character of getting involved when 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 he feels necessary. When there's misdemeanors or when, yeah. when there's thing when there's things that need addressing, that Heath will take it upon himself to be a bit of a vigilante. So, I quite like that. Yeah, I do. Uh, do you know what it looks like? It looks like he's enjoying himself as well. Which yeah, is absolutely. After all those years in the WWE, it's really good to see him kind of come into his own a lot more, keeping the same sort of character, but seems to be having a lot more fun at Impact Wrestling. Yeah, he, he's also been known as a tag wrestler a lot in the last year, few years with Rhino. So now to be in his own, uh, the red-headed rebel, he's calling himself, and yes. uh He's got his own entrance. He, he's his own man. He, he's not necessarily affiliated with anybody else. Uh, and he's a great wrestler, and that, that has never been in doubt. But he's always been part of, since he was the one-man band, Yeah. Uh, and he obviously came into the WWE with a Nexus. He was one-man band. Since then, he hasn't really been on his own. He was three. He was in the three-man band. He was, you know, a, a tag wrestler. So now to see him standing on his own two feet and doing his own thing, um, I think that's great. And uh, I think it's a real good fit for him in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, so do I. And I, I think he'll only keep going, coming on leaps and bounds. And it's really, as I say, it's really good to see. And, and as you say, a really good uh, one-on-one encounter for this one. Um, the, the finish, uh, Angels went for the halo strike. Uh, Heath ducked it, hit, hit the wake-up call for the win. Where do we see Heath position now? As you say... Rhino was the team partner. He's no longer, we don't know what's it. I think Rhino may be injured. I can't quite remember what the story is with Rhino. Does Heath now carve his way into a singles title opportunity? I was just thinking exactly this. I'm glad you've asked me because I don't think he's necessarily uh, fit for the X Division title and I don't think he fits 
in like the digital media title. So it would be the, the impact world title that you would see possibly could make a play for at some point. Yeah. Um, I think the fans would absolutely be behind that. As I say, man of the people, bit of a people's champion. Uh, very, very popular. Uh, I think he needs to string some wins together and have a run of good matches, which we know he's capable of. But if in six months' time we saw him appearing in the world title picture, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. No, me either. I say, hopefully he seems to be enjoying it. Singles run seems to be working, so let's see that continue. Um, cut backstage. Eric Young is going to show the world why he wasn't dead uh, at some point, which is going to yeah. be interesting. Um, and he wasn't surprised what the design done last week. Um now, one of the things I, I we're going to move on to the next match. Now, this was a Jake something uh, and Davy Vega uh, squash matches in itself. You know, you generally just sort of run of the mill. This was a bloody good squash match. Yeah, it was like an extended squash match, wasn't it? Yeah, um, Jake something. I mean, he's certainly something. Yeah, um, that that's for sure. He's got something about him. Um, I mean, he he caught him, and he was lifting this guy into the air. There was a huge forearm. He hit like a, a Vader body press, screamed what's his name. Uh, the fans screamed something before he hit yeah. the uh, big black hole slam. Um, he seems to be someone that impacted really hard. As we said before, I think we mentioned last week, we're not too familiar with him because obviously we're just coming back to start watching Impact. But Jake something certainly has something about him. Oh, it definitely does. And they're obviously high on him. And he's getting real good reactions from the crowd as well. Um, there's obviously a, an element of, of audience participation where when he starts shouting, who am I? Or, you know, what's my name? And yeah. uh, the audience are going for it at the minute. So be interesting to see where that leads, whether it's a title picture or whether it's just a, like an undefeated run, um, which, and, and we'll see who he ends up in a kind of feud with um, because he's having these one-off matches at the minute, kind of returned the ultimate X and he had a good showing in that. Um, but yeah, again, a, a great showing for him. He's got some great moves in his arsenal as well. And, and that black hole, it's about time that was, that was reused as a finisher again. Um, yeah. It was Abyss's move, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Abyss, you know, yeah. Going back to our initial uh, run with impact. Yeah. Yeah, fandom. So yeah, good to see that that move has been resurrected and used as a finisher. Yeah, I like I do like that. And it is a, it is what you call a finisher as well, isn't it? You would you would yeah from a realistic purpose that, that move would, would end it if you ever Absolutely. Like, like something and like Abyss when he used to hit it. You, you, you could tell that move was, was a, a finisher. So interesting to see what, what's next with Jake something. Um cut back again, our good friend Bully Ray, uh Moose and Myers uh was walk up to Leah Rush. Um, said he was, you know, they said, you know, it was a great decision that they made last week. Uh, Rush sort of said, look, he wasn't there to make friends. And Moose sort of jumped in and said, I don't need to be friends. I just need to be on the same team at Emergence. And uh, Ray said he wanted Rush to experience the trust they had of each other. So there's a six-man tag that's arranged for next week, i.e. tonight or tomorrow, sorry, when it's taped. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, and then our good friend, who we believe in, um, Joe Henry um, comes to the ring, sends life. He's too short. You should show. You should tell your friends what you think, and that includes letting your friends insert themselves into your contractually entitled rematch for a time they <laughs> lost. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, you are uh, you you Imara or you Mora come out, um, come to the ring and turn towards the camera. And like Joe Henry said, I am 
you are your more champion, uh, which is uh, something short and sweet, short and sweet to the point. But then obviously Kenny King come out. Now this, I've really loved this match. Now Yuya Yamura is is uh, really good in New Japan. I think he's a uh, well, I think they call him the ace in New Japan. So he's really good. Yeah. Um, so they have some good. Uh, so him and uh, I think it's Yaya uh, Yata. Oh, I can't remember his name. Tsuzuja, I think it was. They I'll have tell you a word for it. Yeah, tell me a word for it. Anyway, um, but anyway, this is uh, this match was really good. Yeah, um, with Kenny King. Um, and Joe Henry, uh, really, really good, really, really good one-on-one match. Uh, Kenny King picks up the win uh, on this. He hits the uh, Royal Flush. Uh, and he actually shoved uh, Yumara into uh, Henry and then hit the Royal Flush for the pinfall. But a really solid uh, one-on-one encounter and two really great talents. Yeah, I love the fact that these indie-style triple threat matches uh, are appearing on television more and more often now. I think there's always been a kind of style to a, a triple threat match and it generally involved one person being eliminated for the ring yeah. and we had a succession of one-on-one matches. More and more so now we get these these true triple threat matches where there's um, you know two-on-one, they incorporate moves where all three participants are involved and I much, much prefer this kind of style match. Um, this was this was great. Um, I, like tongue in cheek from Joe Hendry at the start, kind of perhaps yeah. realizing he'd made a bit of a mistake, a bit of a mistake, and maybe, and that was in the heat of the moment the week before. Um, but yeah, this this makes a lot of sense too in in terms of when champions lose a title and they get a rematch, and rather than them just losing that rematch, you insert a third participant into pick to take the pin. And it protects the challenger a little bit more or the former champion, if you like. They're not getting back-to-back defeats then. So I really like what they did here with this. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure, you know, we've used to see Kenny King in, in some great matches in the yeah. X Division. And he he's really starting to kind of give us some steam there as the digital media champion. So let's see. I'm sure, you know, he's match of the week contender most weeks when he appears on Impact. So I'm kind of looking forward to both seeing his reign continue. And I'm also looking forward to, to see what's in the future for Hendry as well. Yeah, me too. I, I like to think uh, Hendry can go on to, I suppose, he's the only X Division of the world, isn't there? They haven't really got a, I know they've got a digital media, but they haven't really got like a, you know, what you call mid-card title, have they? No, yeah. but I think he could perhaps feature more in some more serious kind of storylines, perhaps. I know he's got the comedy yeah. element to his character, um, but we kind of saw him on like the pre-show at, at the last yes. pay-per-view. I'd rather like to see him establish himself higher up the card. I'm not saying that he's going to be going for the world title anytime soon. And he doesn't really, his style doesn't really suit an X division type match. Although no. there's been a lot of wrestlers over the past, in the past that aren't necessarily high flyers that can compete in that X division. Um, but yeah, I just want to see him establish himself higher up the card. Yeah, me too. I'd like to see that with Joe as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kenny King as well. I've loved his work for quite a few yeah. years now. Um, the next was a really good promo, and we touched on it just a minute ago about Gresham. So uh, Jim yeah. was backstage uh, with Bailey and Gresham, and they were talking about their match. Bailey noted that Gresham was unhappy because the rules were not being enforced in Impact, and that they are more Italian, more than Tans have to overcome any cheat. Uh, Gresham said that optimism didn't win matches, but if Bailey had his back, he had base. I really like that because it was. Yeah. It was continuing the theme. It, it sort of continued because you know, when I saw Gresham was in this tag, I was like, well, hang on a minute. A week ago or two weeks ago, he was walking out. So this is a really yeah. good thing to bring him back in. And at least they kept with the storyline because sometimes 
you see it every in other promotions where they'll walk out one minute and two weeks later they're back and they're wrestling and there's no mention of 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 what's happened previously but they kept it fresh they kept they reminded you of that Gresham was unhappy so they kept them which I thought was really important yeah I think this was the per- this was the perfect setup for the match obviously speedball is a kind of white than white baby face yeah. and um yeah it's so interesting to to kind of I'm assuming that we're gonna it's, it's gonna lead to a match or a feud between the two partners you know Gresham and speedball um and it's a really interesting way to get there uh Gresham yeah. is obviously fed up he's had enough of um of kind of um being on the wrong side of the law when perhaps the rules haven't been enforced and I know that um the rascals were fine two weeks but yeah. didn't sit really seem like the massive deterrent um which kind of plays out in the match later on um, so yeah, I think this is this sowed the seeds. Um yep. and then we saw that play out later on in the match. We certainly did. And then we had Josh Alexandra, Saban, Shelley, and Kushida. Uh, and they were talking about how they were on the same page for emergence. And then Saban sort of said he'd be the first ever 10-time X Division champion. And yeah. Kushida just mumbled, maybe. <laughs> that point. Um, yeah, it's funny because because Saban did the X and Kashida was wearing yeah. the X, so I thought that was uh, that was quite a smart move. That was Kevin Kelly uh, was joined at that point, and it was talking about the G one climax between um, Jeff Cobb, Zach Saber Jr., and Eddie Kingston and Ishii. Uh, which I mean, that's I mean, I know this wasn't necessarily impact, but they was talking about the G one climax. Um, those two matches should be amazing. Yeah, and what I love as well is the, you know, the willingness for these companies to work together, because obviously there were AEW featured wrestlers there. There's New Japan, there's Impact, there's independent wrestlers. Um, it, it's just a great. We're getting so many great matches that we never thought we would gonna have, and yes. televised matches as well, because perhaps on the independent circuit these matches were happening, um, but now they're available to a. a a worldwide audience essentially and uh, i just think that's great for wrestling uh so yeah a couple of great matches set up there and it was cool that they were featured on impact you know and we got a, yeah. a glimpse into that yeah yeah it was good I, I, I can't wait to see the result of those oh, well, i suppose that's already happened now going back as this was last week but uh yeah i'll need to need to catch up on g1 a little bit but it's nice to see the crossover i think it's because it's on axs right yeah that's so, it there's yeah. like a working relationship though isn't it between these companies these yeah. days and um long may it continue yeah definitely i love these i love it you know aw do it as well and, and impact have got their own uh event coming up um where they've got their own forbidden door event coming up haven't they so yeah yeah i really like that and it does just you say it brings matches together you didn't think you'd see and some exciting ones hopefully we'll get to see a bit more of that and uh you know as, as we move along um death dolls <laughs> we're next uh how they needed a game plan to get themselves uh, into the knockouts tag title. They went into a huddle to discuss strategy and we want the shot and we're awesome was the, the strategy, which was quite funny. Uh, turned around, uh, Crazy Steve was there. Uh, Courtney Rush jumped into Jessica's arms. So Crazy Steve was part of decay when Courtney Rush was... Rosemary. Rosemary, thank you. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, but Steve said he needed to talk to Rosemary. Uh, but Rush said that they had business to take care of with Santina, but would talk soon since they were family. And, and uh, sad, so kind of sadly, Steve said that he understood, um, which was quite, uh, yeah, it's quite funny and also quite fitting. I think they're going to have to get Ro- uh, Courtney Rush back to Rosemary 
at a certain point. Um, well, the tag match was next. My God, uh, this was uh, this was crazy. This match was so so good. Gresham, interestingly, came out with a flag that said the Foundation, which was his yep. old Ring of Honor group. Yeah, I believe. Um, Smoke was pouring out his, op- his octopus mask, which looked really great. Yeah. Um, the Rascals certainly lived up to their name. They tried to cheat immediately in this match, and uh, but Gresham and uh, Bailey were able to hit drop kicks on them. I mean, this match, Dave, was absolutely fantastic. Um, they did end up, the Rascals did end up being Rascals, uh, cheatingly, uh, by using some spray to win, and you know, that that's fine, and you can you can have that. Where I suppose my thing is when a match is that good. Which it was. I would rather a decisive free count for, for a win without the need of the spray because the match was so good. But I do get why they done it because it was smart thinking, playing into the Gresham storyline of everyone's cheating, no one's adhering to the rules, playing into the rascal storyline of it's been fine two weeks for cheating, so we're going to do it again to try and test the water. So I understood the finish, but what a great match. Yeah, this was great. And going back to your point on Gresham and the octopus mask and the smoke, I think the presentation of him is sensational. He really does feel like a big star in Impact, and he is. He's a big star in wrestling. Um, I think the fact that he kind of at the pin here just plays into those frustrations of exactly what he's been talking about. And the fact that, yes, Speedball Bailey had his back, but he didn't have his back in terms of stopping the pin. And, and, And therefore, you know, they lost the match and he got sprayed in the eyes with a spray. Um, I think they can continue that. At the end of the match, he was like kicking the ring steps and he looked frustrated. So, yeah, I think we ultimately build those into a one-on-one match and it allows the Rascals to go on in the tournament. Um, yeah. But, yeah, a, a sensational match. Um, you know, this, these are the type of wrestlers and the, the type of action that Impact is known for and why there has been a, a boom in ratings for them and an increase in their following and a lot of interest in the UK for their UK tour coming up later on in the year. Yeah, definitely. So looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I can't make the UK tour. I'm actually in Madrid. So chose the wrong time, unfortunately, Impact. I, uh, I'm a, I'm away, but I'll definitely be keeping tabs uh, on, on that. Um, the, the final segment, which was the, the Eric Young um, sort of telling us why he wasn't dead. Um, I didn't quite get this. Uh, it, was narr- it was narrated by Eric Young as well, so it's like a third per- per- sort of yeah. third person narrative of, of, you know, what is it like to die? He sees me coughing up blood. He's on a motorcycle. I don't think it explained anything really, and it was a bit. I was more ended up more confused at the end of the segment than I was. Trying to sort of, I was hoping to end this and go, oh, okay, cool. I wish like James Mitchell had just resurrected him from the dead or something, you know, I, that would have been a bit more kind of, say, believable, but it would have been, it would have fit a bit more than him just sort of, you know, walking off, coughing up blood. Yeah, it was a bit Game of Thrones esque on it when he kind of, but he started coughing up the blood and a bit of like Jon Snow has come back from the death, from the dead. But, um, yeah, I suppose it was just a way to get out of what they'd set up last year in the fact that Dina had, had murdered him, essentially. I didn't see that, but kind of read up on what happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I suppose in wrestling, you can just ignore stuff to a degree. Um, but I think Impact did want to address it and try to do something a little bit more creative um, and just add kind of Eric on his motorbike talking about death. Um <laughs> 
so yeah, it was fine. I, I didn't mind it massively, and they can kind of move on now, and I suppose build towards that match between Eric Young and Dana. Yeah, it just um, it just it just threw me the whole. Uh, it, yeah, it, you could say it was unnecessary to degree, but some fans would say it was absolutely necessary because how how yeah. do they kind of talk out of that? So it, it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe the James Mitchell idea might have been a little bit. Better be more better than yeah, yeah. maybe. Just resume. But I mean, look, it, it got to the point they said they would say why he wasn't dead and in a, in a roundabout way they, they have done. So that's fine. But look, overall last week, I gave, I mean, I gave Impact a 7.5. I thought last week it was a toss up between Dynamite and Collision for the best show. Yeah. Um, I know Collision's ratings were really hit because of SummerSlam that come out, but we won't talk about that on this show. But um, yeah, for me, 7.5 Impact, but I think AEW stole it last week. Yeah, I think I went a seven for last week, uh, mm. and AEW's two hundredth edition of Dynamite was my favourite show of the week. Um, for a lot of a lot of great wrestling again last week, and yeah. it started off pretty well this week. It has done so, uh, guys. That is the Impact Wrestling review. We're going to be doing Raw review very shortly, so you will see two going up today. We're also going to be talking to uh, the Black Country Championship Wrestling owner uh, a bit later on today uh, about Mister RC Chaos. RC Chaos, there he is, the man himself. We're going to talk about running the promotion, how that works, you know, obviously the ins and outs, the trials, the tribulations, a bit of everything about how running a promotion can have its pluses and its negatives. Really looking forward to that. Monday, 7 o'clock, hit our YouTube, hit our socials. We are announcing the Turnbuckle Championship match for Gold Rush. Uh, Ignite, you'll see two talents that have already been announced, uh, Lance Rivera, George Lacos have been announced for it. We are announcing the match. It's not as more than two competitors in it. So that's all I can say now, but just keep it glued on Monday. You'll see that. But Dave, this was a good impact review. Good start to our review shows this week. We are back very soon with Raw. Until, until then, guys, buckle down, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTTBuckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.